100.5 presents the Mark and Dilly Podcast. Hot 100.5, that is you too. It's 827. I am Mark. That is Dilly over there. And Michael Duran Wood is with us this morning. He is the Elmwood guy, everybody. <laughs> he has a blog called Dear Winnipeg, where he will take a look and research a lot of stuff that's going on in Winnipeg. And I read your last one, and I wanted to get you on the radio here because you were talking about Route 90. Yeah. And what the mayor's office wants to do, or the mayor. Yep. Real quickly, if people don't know, what are they proposing? Well, they're proposing to massively widen it from Taylor to Ness. Mm-hmm. So basically right now there's, there's about four lanes, two in each direction. They yes. want to go to a minimum of six, but as much as eight or nine at some intersections when you count the turning lanes. Yeah. Uh, the St. James Bridge is now, it's two spans, but they want to add a third span to it. Mm. So that's, again, massive money. Um, you know, all in the guise of, you know, at, at first it was, oh, we need to widen it because of congestion or because of trade routes or it's, you know, good for the city economically or it's also good for the Capion Barracks redevelopment right, and yes. all these, all these things. And now they're slowly shifting their messaging to like, oh, well, it's not actually a widening. Right. Or, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's kind of a weird project. So and, I know Scott Gillingham on his platform to get elected, he did say he wanted to do this. Now, have they done have they done any research, cost analysis, some type of environmental thing or trade thing like you're saying? Is it going to actually make a difference? Yeah, so they they actually did do a cost benefit analysis in 2012, and then they they update, oh years ago, yeah, yeah, and okay. then they updated it in 2017 when they needed to apply for federal funds for it, mm-hmm. so they need to update it. So they have done it, but 2017 is like a long time ago in, <laughs> right. in council years. So yeah. like, there's councilors who weren't on council back then, right? right? So right. so there's a lot of council that doesn't even know that this exists. <laughs> have they done a new one? <laughs> they have not, as as far as I know. Right. Uh, but again, the ones that we did get a hold of through the 2012 and 2017 uh, were only obtained through a freedom of information. Right, request. so they're not so, just so they weren't, them out. Like, which is, seems like if this is going to be the basis for this decision, like shouldn't this just be a public document you would that's think just so. available on the city website? Yeah. So what did those say? Yeah, so essentially they in 2012, 2017, uh, they showed that there would be $125 million in economic benefits over uh, 20 years. Okay. Is uh, that good? Well- Sounds good. It sounds good, but when you consider that at the time in 2012, the project was going to cost $129 million, mm-hmm. it's already not great. And now that over the years, the cost has ballooned to today is like $550 million. <laughs> like. Yeah, it's a and, half and, a billion and, and that's, dollars, and that's just the, the construction costs. Like when you add in like the the financing costs and right. the and the maintenance and operations yeah, light, over lights or whatever over thirty be, years, yeah. you're looking at like one point two billion. Oh, and so, so that's so that's that's a cost of like okay. thirty eight million dollars a year is going to cost us. Hey, hold on a second here. Say that again, <laughs> and I want people listening to understand yeah. that if widening of Route ninety yeah will cost eventually yeah. how much. So over 30 years, it'll cost us $1.2 billion. And this is all in city documents. This is the city has, this is, yeah, you, this is you not, you're not making report. this up. You look it up in a report and they say, so 1.2 billion averaged out over 30 years is about 38, 39 million a year. Yeah. Wow. And just for that look, one little span. Just for that one little span. And then you consider that the cost benefit analysis showed 125 million over 20 years is like 6 million a year. 
So we're okay, gonna, hold on a second. So I'm not great at math, but yeah. Daily, so, write this down. So the, so the cost, million, the cost okay. is 39 million a year. 39. And the, and the benefits are 6 million a year. So we're in the hole. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it? it's worse than that. It's like 32 million a year, but, but the costs are over 30 years and the benefits are only over 20. Oh, look at that. <laughs> so like, it's even worse, right? Yes. Like it's really, this is just a terrible, like, you know, why, uh, why do they want to propose hey, this? Well, I mean, again, there's a lot of politics and who's making a lot money of, off there's this? a lot of vested interests, well, heavy construction and a lot of consulting firms, like yeah. engineering consulting firms. There's a lot of, and, and a lot of it, I think, is just, um, inertia. Like, it's just how we've been doing things since the fifties or whatever. Right. And that's just, we, we've assumed. We assume that more roads equals more economic prosperity right. because there was a time in history, like probably in the 1940s, where, where improving our roads did lead to more economic Businesses growth and stuff, uh, yeah. because we had like dirt roads, right? Yeah, so of sure, course it, yeah. it made a difference, but you know, we've over, over the years, you get like diminishing returns and eventually right. you get negative returns. And that's, that's where we are today that we have. And that's why we have potholes that we can't fix, right? We have yeah. more roads than we're able to yes. care for. And that's the thing is you add more lanes, you add more potholes. Yeah, exactly. Right? And, and we're just, we're way beyond what we could, you know, people say, oh, the province should contribute to the federal. There's only one taxpayer. That money doesn't matter which government it's coming from. It's coming from us, right? Yeah. True. And the, it's not that the, the city can't afford it. It's that the taxpayer can't afford it. The amount of money it would take to maintain the roads that we already I own don't want to. is money we don't have. Yeah. We yeah. can't do it. Yeah. It's just, we, mine we just went up. Yeah. Well, exactly. You know, I just got the assessment in my, uh, my mailbox this week. Yeah. Right. And right? to maintain just the roads, you'd actually need to double your taxes. <laughs> just to maintain the ones just, that we have. Just oh, to yeah. maintain the roads we have, never mind the pipes, never mind the right. community centers, like anything else. So, yeah, yeah. True. Wow. Yeah. His name is Michael Duran Wood. He is Elmwood guy. You can uh, find his blog. Uh, is it dearwinnipeg.com? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, before we move on, you were saying that um, in regards to Route 90, mm-hmm. well, a lot of people will say, and I'm just taking the other side here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we've got that urban reserve that's going to be going up, and I think that's great. And more roads mean more traffic to help that out. Yeah. Or I'm thinking that it's so, faster to get by it now. Yeah, well, that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> it. Like, <laughs> you, I mean, uh, we've talked about it. I think the last time we talked about, it, but like the difference between a street and a road, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like uh, a street is a platform for building wealth. It's where you have you know businesses. Is where you have people. You it's moving, you, walking, acti- activity, right. like coffee it's, shops. It's where it's yeah. where. A, economic activity happens right uh whereas a road is like a high-speed connection between those two things right um the problem is when you try to do both at the same time you get a strode um which is like it's like it's a disgusting (laughs) word on purpose right but it's 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 essentially the futon of transportation right futon's a crappy sofa that turns into a crappy road that's a brilliant way to look at it and so it's the same thing when you try to be a street and a road at the same time you end up being bad at both like you're not you're not good at economic activity and you're also not good at moving traffic right and so And it's easy to think about when you think about it, like if you've got business on, on this stretch of road, like, or on a stretch of street, which we will, they're eventually. trying to get people to stop and slow down. They're trying yes. to get people to stop their cars, get out of them and spend some money yeah. versus a road. You're trying to make cars not stop. You want and cars to keep and going. Stuff, yeah. And so sure. these are, these are complete opposites. You can't yeah. be good at moving traffic, but also good at stopping yeah. traffic. And when you try to do both, you end up bad at both. And so that's kind of the issue with this now we odina capion barracks redevelopment to to claim that like by making traffic flow faster by by it that it'll be good for business 
there it's is just it doesn't yeah. make, it doesn't make any sense when you think about it like just from a regular perspective right. and yeah. yet that's that's the sort of mantra that's out there that's what they're i've heard yeah, people yeah. Sitting and, and 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 i mean cr- even crazier than that when you look at like the the master plan that uh treaty one development corp has put out yeah. for this development they like spell it out the proposed Route 90 is, they're very diplomatic about it, is going to make it very challenging to yeah. meet our objectives. Whatever, so, you know, why like, are the, yeah, why isn't the city listening to yeah. the development? Well, is there any like data that even proves that we've had such increased traffic volumes there that it would, you know, justify widening it up to like eight or nine lanes? It's funny that you say that because <laughs> I've, I've gotten a hold of the traffic counts going all the oh way back my. to 1962. Yeah. It turns out like, 30 years ago, we had the same traffic over the same James Ridge that we have today. Like, really? It's the same amount, 78, 79,000. Yeah. Uh, 30, so, 30 years ago, 1993, 94. Like. And I think there's less now because people are working from home. Like, I will see pictures in the morning of traffic and we go yeah. on webcams and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, no, I don't drive it. I don't. Yeah. I don't see an increase. Or it's yeah, like tw- twice a week, right? Because like, you know, a lot of places are now like you go to the office two days, but you're at home for yeah. three days. So it's, it's a not, hybrid. Now. It's not five days, seven days a week anymore, yeah. right? It's it's very mixed every yeah. day. Yeah. And like even like the, the count that they're using for today being 79,000 people, yeah. today is actually a count from 2019 or something. Yeah. Okay. So before so, so, COVID, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> that leads us to talking about downtown. We're going to play a song here and I want to talk again about Portage and Maine. And because in my ideal downtown, which I think should be revitalized, mm-hmm. it's not going to be work. It's going to be people living downtown, right? That's the way yeah. that all these cities in North America, even New York City, they're even thinking, okay, we're not getting these people working anymore that yeah. are living in the suburbs. Yeah. So we got to get people. And that's what is going to happen here if we can get it going it has to it, it has, has to. to that yeah and that will include portage in maine so i want to talk again about it that. has to yeah i know <laughs> we'll talk about it right after nelly hold on hot 100.5 chickens blog out dear winnipeg.com from now on i'm just calling you the elmwood guy i like that <laughs> Hot 100.5, we are here with Michael Duran-Wood, who is the Elmwood guy, DearWinnipeg.com. We've just talked about Route 90. We're going to put this on the podcast, so if you want to listen back to it and uh, tell your friends or whatever, show your friends, uh, you can do that uh, at Mark and Dilly in the morning, anywhere you find your podcast. Now, uh, Michael, I want to ask you about Portage and Maine. First of all, why did they close it in the first place? Uh, yeah, it was sort of the, the cool thing to do in the sixties and seventies. Like it was in city planning, it was a misguided era of, right. of top down kind of planning, thinking we know that, oh, if we gas move cars, cheap. gas, you yeah. know, in the seventies it was getting more expensive, but, True, yeah. but, but it was like this idea that like cars equals economic growth. And the more we can focus on moving people through with cars quickly, uh-huh. the, the, you know, the better that'll be, the more we can separate uses, put the houses over here, the offices over there, the, and that everything be separate. That would be right. the way to economic yeah. prosperity. And we now know decades later yeah. throughout the world that the places that, that have gone on in all, all in on that, have really like suffered like, like yes. Detroit, Detroit is the more yes. city, right. And they're the kind of the first major bankruptcy yeah. uh, to happen. This was like, over and their a, population yeah. has decreased over yeah. every year. Yeah. Now Dilly, 
You were just saying, what year was it that we had that referendum? Or was it 2018? I think. Yeah, 2018. 65 percent of people said 65, okay. no to, so, to reopening it. That、yeah. was 2018. That、yeah. was a little different.、Mm-hmm. Jets were in the playoffs. People were downtown <laughs> all the time, all the way until June, right? Yeah. So、yes. that's a different time.、Yep. Then we have a pandemic. Now I've noticed that people are changing their mind because downtown is different. Yeah, yeah. In、I、my mean, opinion, you got to bring people down. To live there, not just to work there anymore, because,、yeah. like Dilly said, you've got this hybrid thing where people,、yeah. or some companies, just are closing their offices and people just work from home.、Mm-hmm. What does Winnipeg need to do with Portage and Maine to make it more feasible to have people down? Well, so you're right on the money there about saying like it essentially has to become a neighborhood again, and that's、yeah. what it used to be. You know, that's how that's how we built cities for thousands of years. That every neighborhood was, you know, had sort of almost everything you ever needed. It had stores. It had Offices. It had、uh, housing. It had all kinds of stuff, all close and mixed together.、Um, but you know, as we over this, you know, the 20th century, or we、uh, shifted to cars as the dominant mode of transportation,、yeah. we had to keep things separate.、Um, and then we ended up with these kind of like monocultures of like this place is just for housing. This That's like suburbs. Yeah. yeah. And, and then downtown, and so our downtown became work,、yeah. just offices, yeah, right, and and that's incredibly fragile from an economic perspective, yeah. And so what we saw with the, with the pandemic is is the pandemic didn't create these problems; it just exacerbated yes, the problems、right. that were already it、there. was made quickly, already yeah, dormant, yeah. and and so yeah, like the you know now now that we know better, we we see that we got to go get back to this like、uh, neighborhood kind of feel, and so. Downtown has to become a neighborhood again. So what we're mostly missing is 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 housing.、Uh, we need more people、yes. living there, and that's、mm-hmm. it's starting there. Like I yeah, know, and we're getting there. Putting one down there, and yep. yeah, they want to start doing. But what about Portage and Maine in particular? Well, and so that becomes part of part of the thing is is if we're going to focus on this being a neighborhood again,、uh-huh. um, you know, you gotta and you want it to be economically productive. You want businesses to thrive. You want all this kind of activity. Well, you have to prioritize the people that are there, right? You can't say like, "Oh, yeah, you should totally come downtown," but、yeah. hey, know, we got free coffee today, you know. But we're gonna prioritize the people who are trying to leave, right? And、yeah. so、yeah. when we're trying to focus on like, we got to prioritize traffic. We're saying we're saying it's more important for us to f- for the people who are leaving to drive here, through, right? Yeah. To to、yeah. get here, get out as fast as possible.、So、you can't be like good at being a place that people want to be in, <laughs>、yeah. and also a good that a place that's good for leaving quickly. It's like、yeah. a, it's like IKEA. Right, like IKEA is like a maze. <laughs> yes, on purpose. Like they, right, they want they, you to. They, they don't want you, you to leave. <laughs> yes, right. They, so know, they, know that, they know that the more, more time you spend、yeah. there, the more, more you spend. More、yeah. you spend, right?、Yeah. And so that's that's sort of the idea. We got to get back to 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 downtown and Portage Maine. Is how do we make it so people can't leave? So, not that they can't leave, but like yeah, but that, it, that that the people who have come there are the、yeah. most important people. And right, do you、right? think by opening up Portage and Maine? Then different businesses will pop up, yeah, like coffee shops or like you know places to shop or whatever. Because there's really nothing there right now. Yeah, and and so the, I mean, three hundred Main, three sixty Main,、uh, even like the Richardson Building. Like, there's been like some restaurant upgrades. There's been、yeah. new new businesses starting up. But the the thing about like a business environment. Is that they thrive when they're close to other stuff that's varied, right? right. So maybe you're going to this breakfast place, but well, then yes, but the, if I want to go all the way up and walk up, yeah, no, that's I can't、thing. get across. That's the thing. So it's better if you're like at the restaurant, like oh yeah, okay, great, and then they're all IKEA styles. They make it so you want to stay longer, have another drink, have some dessert, yeah, and then you're like oh man, there's that clothing shop across the street. I gotta go buy some bigger pants. Yeah,、cool. right. You're right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Like you gotta be able to like, and it's a process. Get, yeah, you gotta be able to get from one business. 
business to the next, like super easily with no friction. And that's, that's when all the businesses thrive. And then there's like kind of a synergy that builds from that. And it it goes from at nightlife as well, though, is that if I'm at times changed or if I'm at a bar like Earl's at that 300 now, um, and I want to go up to the pal, I'm not going up there. Because yeah, I can't get across, can't get across. unless yeah. I have to go all the way over to Graham and then back, yeah. and it's just like, eh, exactly. You know, and uh, and you've got barriers, you've like lost that barriers community in the way on Main Street, yeah, let and alone downtown. And then the other thing that it also does is like we have a little bit, a couple of different like downtown, what I would call like neighborhoods. Yeah, um, you know, the, the Exchange being yeah. one of them, the Forks being another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sort of the Shed District. These are all like downtown neighborhoods. Um, that sort of connect at Portage and Main, but by right. having barriers there, we're preventing. You know, when somebody invests in the exchange district, we're preventing that from benefiting the forks or benefiting right. the shed. The spillover. And, and yeah. vice versa, where people could be like, where they could like be more closely integrated and benefit from each other's growth. Right. Uh, we're cutting that off, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So what can people do listening right now? Like, wasn't there an open house this past week? Like, can they go yeah, online? So, to yeah, like so, some... well, there's, so there's an, there's an EPC meeting today, which is too late to register yeah. for, but there's a council meeting at the end of the month where they're yeah. going to discuss a lot of these things. Or so, like, email your email your council. Counsel, so, like, yeah. email your counselor, email the mayor, yeah. uh, phone them, you know, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, make it known that you care about this kind of stuff right. and that you, you know, you want to follow the math. Like, yeah. <laughs> just her last well, song was like, must be the money. Yeah, no, like, totally, <laughs> totally, must be What's, the money. Oh, real, real quickly, before yeah. we let you go, uh, we got to do our trending here in a bit. Um, what is the economic benefit of opening up a pedestrian area? Yeah, so this is super interesting is that in 2017, about the same time we did the economic analysis on Keniston, yeah. uh, there was a company that also did one for Portage Maine, and this was like a year before we even talked about a plebiscite. Um, so it wasn't even on anybody's radar. They just like calculated just it, it. Yeah. Right. and they've calculated for a $7 million investment of like opening the intersection to pedestrians and then doing a couple of like pedestrian upgrades in the surrounding yeah. blocks, 7 million. Uh, there were $126 million in benefits over 10 years, right? Wow. So that's like, it's already a million dollars more than the, the Keniston widening. In well, ha- we're in, losing money on Keniston. In, in <laughs> half the time, in half the time yeah. for like, a fraction of the cost. We're talking 7 million instead of 1.2 billion. Like it's, it's so insanely better that, you know, we should just be doing that all the time. Like we should just be doing a hundred different walking projects because the economics of it are so high that it's almost unbelievable. Like people will see the numbers like that can't be right, but they're right. (laughs) You know, and what I've noticed is that for instance, when people will say, Oh, what about the weather? And what about Mm -hmm. winter? Yeah. But it's warmer now. Like it didn't get cold. At all, like January, we had a record warm month. Yeah, so you can still walk around yeah. there in the winter. I mean, time. and you know the 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 thing is, is like people forget that umbrellas exist or like yeah, right, parkas yeah. exist. Yeah, like sure, if you're and, dressed properly, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, people say, "Oh, it's minus 30. And the thing is, is like we remember the minus thirty in the winter. Sure. Like it's minus thirty for six months of the year. It's not. It's no, minus it's thirty not. like for three days a year, maybe. And, and January right? was a good example uh, that we didn't have. Uh, any. And I think I think like if you check with like uh, Environment Canada, I think like. 240 days a year, um, the temperature is above zero. Yeah. And when, in Winnipeg, you know, like it's, it's an insane amount of time that, 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 you know, we just remember the bad stuff. Of course. And that just stands out. And so so what, like on the one day that it rains, don't go out (laughs) or take your car that day. Right. Like there's there's a lot, take the bus. There's a lot of different options. And that's the thing is, you know, you know, cars are awesome. They're a super amazing invention and they're super useful for some things. But when you use them for everything, yeah, 
Uh, when you build a city around everybody taking a car every time for every trip, you you break the economic engine of your city. It's and it's a you know it's like if you're doing a home repair with only one tool, yeah. right? If you're just like using a hammer for everything, it's like, oh, <laughs> honey, the toilet's clogged again. I'll get the hammer. <laughs> I'll get the hammer. Yeah, like you're gonna true. you're gonna well, end up breaking stuff. I really so. appreciate your insight on this yeah. because I think, and I always call Winnipeg a town that hates change because it it really does feel that way sometimes. Yeah. And if the city officials and and people at City Hall are not educating people properly on how they want to approach things like this and you have a very educated look on it and i think i certainly appreciate that and a lot of people that maybe still feel that way about keep it closed well your mindset's never going to change but they just not, don't all they don't have this the resources but that's, but that's the we thing. do right, right here yeah. that's the with thing michael so it's an important that, yeah. conversation yeah so we appreciate we can talk Thank all you. day about it absolutely uh we gotta go but again <laughs> tell everybody what your uh blog is yeah it's dearwinnipeg.com and he is known as the Elmwood guy. And he writes a wonderful letter to yes. to Winnipeg. Is it every month or when is Yeah, it? I mean, I try to when do it can. as often as possible, but yeah. like a minimum once a month-ish. Um, depends on how much Elmwood. research I want to do. Elmwood, Elmwood, <laughs> Elmwood. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Hot 100.5.